0: You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter. Amen. I don't know how long we'll be here, but I believe that God has a word for us this morning. Mark the 10th chapter, I'm reading out of the Message Bible, which is rare for me. I don't necessarily read out of the Message Bible. I'm sanctified, so I read out of the King James. However, saved, sanctified with a mighty burning fire. That's the old church. But I, I felt like the Message Bible read better for this particular text, but it's found in the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter, the 46th verse. It says this, they spent some time in Jericho as Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples, and a parade of people, a blind beggar, somebody say blind beggar, by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazarene was passing by, he began to cry, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped in his tracks. He called him over. Then he said to him, Your luck, then they said to him, Your lucky day. It's your lucky day. Get up. He's calling you to come. Throwing off his garment, throwing off his coat, He was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. Jesus said unto him, What can I do for you? The blind man said unto him, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus replied, On your feet, uh, on your way, your faith has saved and healed you. In the very instant, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. Somebody say, Amen. In 1971, there was a, you can have your seat. In 1971, there was a, song that came out. I'm 43 years old, I was born in 1978, but in 1971, there was a song came out by, at the time, a man by the name of Marvin Gaye, called Inner City Blues. And in this particular song, he was talking about what was going on in the world, and if we're real with ourselves, that song can really relate to what we are right now. But there was a particular part in that song where he said, uh, it's very revelant in that song, he says, this ain't living, this ain't living, No, no, baby, this ain't living. No, no, this ain't living. And there's a lovely line in that song where he says, the things that I'm going through make me want to holler. And that's my subject this morning is makes me want to holler. Because as we look at this particular text, what we see is, Father God, we pray right now, God, that something is said, something is done, that your people may see you and disregard me. And something may be done, that their lives may be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at this particular story, what we see here is there's a man by the name of Bartimaeus. He is the main character of this story. He is a beggar who is sitting by the roadside. Makes me want to holler. I wanted to use the ghetto version to say, want to holler. Amen. But as we are looking at this particular story, what we see is Bartimaeus has been brought to the roadside and he is begging of those who are passing. Jesus has just come out of Judah and he's on his way to Jerusalem to ultimately celebrate the Passover, but ultimately his goal is to be crucified. However, as Jesus is making his way to the Passover, coming out of Judah, he must pass through Jericho. Let me set the scene for you. What we are here is Bartimaeus is on the side of a road that is leading out of Jericho, leading into Jerusalem. Everybody who is going to the Passover must pass through this particular place. On this road, we have merchants. On this road, we have people. On this road, it is a crowd. It's lively. There's stuff going on. People are selling sacrifices. People are selling all kinds of stuff. And then we notice that there's this man by the name of Bartimaeus. And I don't know if you've ever been here, but I I think the Bible is very clear. We have to be understanding when we see something in the Bible. The Bible didn't say there was a man by the name of Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road. It says there's a man who is a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus. Understand something, beloved, that you have to realize that some people will only identify you by what you've gone through. There are some people who will never understand that you are also a candidate for deliverance. All they see is the blind beggar in you on the side of the road. When you say blind beggar, you got to understand the Jewish times. In the Jewish times, they thought that blindness, lameness, anything that was wrong with you was a sign of sin. They thought it was either your sin or your parents' sin. This is why, particularly we see in this text, it says not only was he a blind beggar, but Bartimaeus was the son of Timaeus. To say that maybe his blindness came from his family's sin. Sometimes in our lives, not only will we be identified by what we went through, but we will be identified by the trials of our family. But understand this, that God is still God, and God still has the power to bring us out. Is anybody excited that God doesn't define me by what I've been through? God doesn't define me by what I've seen. God doesn't define me by my family's mistakes. God, when he looks at me, he sees me as Bartimaeus, and he does not see me as the blind beggar. Because what God is looking for, God is necessarily looking for our faith. Because when we look at this text, what we see is Bartimaeus is in his purpose in this time in his life. Jesus is now in his purpose in this time of his life. Bartimaeus couldn't do anything but beg. Jesus couldn't do anything but heal. Isn't it amazing that I can go through stuff and soon as God hits my intersection, things can begin to change. The Bible says that he's blind. He cannot see what's going on. Some of us depend on our vision. But let me tell you something. You've got to have an ear to hear what God is doing in the moment. For the Bible says that as they walk, Bartimaeus hears that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Are you just looking at the outward experience or is is your ear tuned to hear what God is doing in this season? So many people are complaining about what we're going through. So many people are complaining about uh, from the president to the gas prices. So many people are complaining about their job. So many people are complaining about what we've been through, what we saw. And it's a valid reason to complain. But have you ever complained and seen anything change? What's the point of complaining? It ain't going to change nothing. What's the point of getting upset? But is your ear in tune to hear what God is saying in this season? It's my ear in tune to hear no matter what goes in the world, God is still a provider. God is still a way maker. God is still a deliverer. God can still set me free no matter what I've been through and no matter what I've been attached to. God still has the power. If you're taking notes, write this down. Point number one, normal will not always be normal. This man, Bartimaeus, he was used to laying by the roadside. He was used to begging of alms. He was used to asking people to supply his daily needs. And I don't know who I'm talking to who is used to depending on somebody else, but God is on his way to his situation. Jesus is in Jericho on his way to his purpose, but he must interrupt Bartimaeus' purpose. Sometimes when the move of God is happening, you have to understand that God is trying to interrupt your normal. Sometimes we get so caught up in the rhythm. We drive the same way to work. We eat the same foods. We go to bed at the same time. We do the same thing. But sometimes God is trying to interrupt our normal. Imagine. Every day of your life, you have to sit and beg somebody else for your basic needs. Imagine every day of your life, you don't know if you're going to make anything today. You don't know if generosity is going to happen today. You don't know if somebody is going to give to you today. All you know is that every day of my life, I've got to get my blind self up, and I've got to lay in the dirt, in the mud, and hopefully somebody will be generous to me enough that I can make it to the next day. This was normal for Bartimaeus. But Bartimaeus' normal didn't expect Jesus to step on the scene. I've come to let you know that your normal may not expect Jesus to step on the scene. But when he does, the Bible says that Bartimaeus, even though he was kicked to the roadside, he began to holler. He heard the footsteps of Jesus. He heard the crowd of Jesus. And all of a sudden, there was something that was done that Bartimaeus said, This ain't living. That makes me want to holler. So Jesus comes, and he shows up. I got a lot of feedback up here. Jesus comes, and he shows up, and Bartimaeus says, you know what? Today is my day. How many times has Jesus walked through the room? How many times has the power of God walked in your life? How many times has Jesus' presence been so thick that you couldn't even operate, but yet you just let him walk on by? You didn't want to get embarrassed. You didn't want nobody to say nothing. You didn't want to be outside of your normal. Sometimes we won't even lift our hands to give him glory, and that's the only thing he wants from us. All he wants is to be honored. All he wants is to be adored. All he wants is to be worshiped. And sometimes our deliverance is in our worship. Sometimes all you got to do is lift your hands and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. But sometimes, many times, oftentimes, we in the body of Christ are so prideful and caught up in our church. Etiquette that we miss a move of God. Because we don't do that over here. we Baptists. We don't believe in that. We're Kojic. We don't do that. We're, 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 we're Methodists. We don't believe that. But sometimes you got to break the tradition to get what God has for you. Because God doesn't care about your protocol. God doesn't care about your operation uh, budget. God doesn't care about anything. God says, I'm looking for somebody who will worship me in spirit and in truth. I'm looking for somebody who desires me. Do you want me? Or are you just okay with talking about me? Because the Bible says that as Jesus walked through Jericho, he had a crowd with them. He had all these people with him, but obviously nobody wanted anything except Bartimaeus. We can go to the Longhorn and we can sit down in our Sunday best, but have we experienced Jesus? We can come down here to Lexington. I live out, we live out in the country, D.C., deep country. We live out in the country. And we can come all the way, it takes us 45 minutes to get to church, we can come all the way here, watch the move of God, and go back home with our same problems if we don't give it to the Lord. What's the point of coming all the way to church if you never want to experience him? He came and he laid by the roadside, he was there, he was begging, he says, spare change, spare change, and then he heard a commotion. You got to understand, point number two, if you're writing notes, desperation has a sound. If you are desperate for Jesus, you cannot be quiet. If you are desperate for Jesus, you cannot sit there and watch the move. If you are desperate for Jesus, you have to call his name. When the praise team gets up and sings, it's not just songs. We're calling on the name of Jesus. He's our deliverer. He's our waymaker. He sets us free. He brings us out. He heals our body. He fills our cupboards. And it keeps us from danger seen and unseen. Imagine if God showed you everything that he kept away from you. Some of us think driving to church is just a drive to church. You don't know the enemy does not like you. The enemy tried to destroy each and every one of us on our way to church. You may say that's, holy. That's, that's real religious. Let me tell you something. The enemy tries to kill, steal, and destroy you. Your peaceful drive to church was because God's angels were protecting your car all the way to church. Yeah. Because why is it that some people got into a wreck and you didn't? I believed that his angels. Yesterday I was driving. I came up to the mall to do something, I was looking for something for my house, came up to the mall and I was riding by whatever this road is, man of war, and there was a wreck on the other side of the road. And I was riding behind this lady and she was so busy looking at that accident over there, she ran right into the back of the car in front of her. How many of us are so worried about what's going on over there that we're wrecking our own life not paying attention to what God has for us? She ran right into the back of them. And check this out. Her uh, her wanting to look at somebody else's accident has now now inconvenienced somebody else. There are some people who are inconvenienced simply because we won't keep our eyes on Jesus. There are some people who have to now go through situations because I made a decision that I'd rather watch what the enemy is doing instead of watching what God is doing in my lane. Let me tell you how accidents happen. People get outside of their lane. Most accidents is because somebody shifted outside of their lane into somebody else's. Sometimes you can avoid trials and tribulations if you just keep your eyes on Jesus and drive the lane that he has you in. Stop worrying about what sister won't do right doing over there. God will handle her. All you got to do is understand that even in my lack of vision, I can call on the name of Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Come on, shout it like you mean it, Jesus desperation has a sound. In his desperation, he began to shout. He heard that Jesus was passing. He didn't say, oh, that's cool. We had good church today. We shouted, we sweated, we ran around, but I heard that Jesus is passing. And Bartimaeus said, you know what? This is my moment. Bartimaeus cries out, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus didn't have the opportunities like we have in 2022 Bartimaeus couldn't go on the internet and find out who Jesus was Bartimaeus a blind man who can't even see understood something about Jesus someone he heard about how do I know this the Bible says that Jesus will come from the lineage of David When Bartimaeus said, uh, Jesus, the Savior, will come through the, the lineage of David. When Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus, thou son of David, he is calling out, Messiah, save me. He knew who Jesus was when nobody else around him who was rolling with him did. It's possible to be in church and never find out who the son of David is. It's possible to go to church your whole life. It's possible to be on the deacon's board. It's possible to be a trustee. It's possible to give millions of dollars to the house of God and die and never know who Jesus was. Yeah. He cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And all of a sudden the hater showed up. Be quiet. You got to be quiet. But I love what the Bible says. The Bible says they told him to be quiet, but yet he hollered the more. Don't try and hush me when you don't know my situation. Don't you try and quiet me. Don't you try and stop my praise. Don't you try and stop my yelling when you don't know what I've been through to get here. We don't know how long he was blind. We don't know how long he's been on that roadside. But what we do know is that he can identify the footsteps of Jesus. Desperation has a sound. You see, they were shushing him, one, because he was loud. But two, in Jewish culture, it was illegal for you to yell at a rabbi. So, Bartimaeus yelling was an illegal fra- uh, infraction that he was doing. But just like I just told you, sometimes you got to break protocol to get what you want. For the Bible says he cries out, Jesus, thou son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. You see, he was deemed as worthless. He was deemed as a beggar. Folks says you're not even valuable enough for Jesus' time, but yet he yelled the more. I don't know what they told you. I don't know if they told you you were worthless. I don't know if they told you you'll never be anything, but you are valuable in the eyes of the Savior. You are valuable in the blood of Jesus. You are valuable to Christ. I don't know why you go over to that church and you yell like that. Baby, you don't know what I've been through. I don't know why you go over to that church and you dance like that. You don't know what I've been through. Your pastor just brought a brand new car. He's stealing the money. Let me tell you something. If he is stealing the money, that ain't got nothing to do with me and Jesus. I don't care what happens. Our pastor, he's stealing nothing. Get that right. He drives a Nissan, not a Bentley. Amen. We're praying for him. Amen. But understand this, people come up with so many excuses. I ain't got to go to church. I can worship him in my house. Yeah, you can worship the devil in your house too. You know, we have to understand that desperation has a sound. Desperation calls on the name of Jesus. Desperation will not let him pass without without getting his attention. Even if Jesus never stops, he going to know I was there. I'm going to scream. I'm going to holler because the way they do in my life, I'm going to tell you something. Barnabas understood that today is a day where my normal doesn't have to be normal. So my desperation is going to call out. Is there anybody here who is desperate for Jesus? Is there anybody here that all you want is Jesus? I don't want religion anymore. All I want is Jesus. I want him to stop. I need him to heal my house. I need him to heal my mind. I need him to heal my soul. All I want is Jesus. This ain't about church no more this is about Jesus eventually your desperation will catch Jesus's attention he's yelling they trying to stop him he's yelling The more they trying to stop him this man won't shut up so Jesus walking from Jericho on his way to his crucifixion all of a sudden he stops the man can't see Jesus stop man don't know he stopped. The man's still crying. He's still calling. How do I know this? Because Jesus says, come. And the folk who told him to shut up are the very folk that have to go over to him and say, the master has called you. You got some folk in your life that's telling you to stop praising that silly God of yours, but they're going to be the very folk to tell you, hold on, God has done something in your life miraculously. The Bible says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some people get mad because they're surrounded by enemies, but the enemies got to show up before you can sit down. Stop worrying about who's hating on you and just get comfortable because you're about to take a seat in the presence of them. They may be telling you to shut up. They may be telling you to stop screaming. But, baby, all you got to do is I say, oh. God must be preparing something for me because all of a sudden I got all these all these instigators, all these haters showing up. And I don't like the word haters. I got all these people who, who telling me to be quiet show up. So that must mean that Jesus is about to do something in my life because all of a sudden all these folk, all my haters and all my enemies begin to show up. I get excited when folks start talking about me. That means that God is about to do something in my life. Bartimaeus didn't get frustrated because Bartimaeus, his focus was on Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. You can't get upset by what people say about you. Your focus has to stay on Jesus. As long as my focus is on Jesus, I didn't come here for you. I came here for Jesus. I believe Bartimaeus was saying, I ain't screaming for you. I'm screaming for Jesus. And it stops Jesus. Bartimaeus' cry Stop destiny in its tracks. Jesus was on his way to be crucified. And that is his purpose for coming to the earth, to be crucified for our sins. Bartimaeus' blind self, faith-filled self, had enough power in his cry to stop Jesus from getting to his destiny. How much faith you got? Do you believe that he'll stop and he'll answer? Are you willing to look like a fool? Are you willing to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up, fool. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I said, shut up. Jesus, thou son of David, you ain't gonna shut me up because you don't need what I need. His desperation stopped him. Point number three, if you're writing this down, throw it all away for the call. The Bible says, in the King James Version, it says this, when Jesus called him, He threw away his cloak. And a lot of people overread that. The thing you got to understand about the cloak that Bartimaeus was wearing, the cloak was a government-issued cloak. The Roman government used to issue cloaks as a license to panhandle does today. It represented that you, can you put that picture up for me, Ari? It represented that you were a beggar. If you saw the brown burlap cloak on somebody, it means the government has deemed you as worthless and the government has given you power to go out into the community and beg. If you did not have that cloak, you could be falsified and arrested. Bartimaeus had his cloak. The homeless cloak, that was his blanket, that was his covering. When he slept, he used it as a blanket. But most importantly, everything a homeless person had most times was in the pockets of their cloak. Bartimaeus got a call from Jesus, and the very cloak that he has, the only thing he probably has, he threw it to the side. Everything he owned was in his pockets. Every coin that he had collected that day was probably in his pockets. Everything his mat was, I mean, his sleeping garment covering was in his pockets. Everything he had was on him. But he said, I got a call, and he throws it off. He wasn't worried about somebody stealing it. He wasn't worried about somebody grabbing his stuff. All he knew was, I've got a call. And where I'm going, I'm not coming back here. God is looking for somebody who can say, you know what? I know I've lived 40 years, but I'm going to throw all 40 years off just because of the call of Jesus. I know I've been identified as a blind beggar, but today is my day. I'm not coming back to where I used to be. He throws it off. They call him. He throws it off. The Bible says immediately he's on his feet. And he's standing before Jesus Jesus looking at this blind man knowing exactly what he needs Jesus looking at Bartimaeus knowing exactly what he needs Jesus is looking at growth point knowing exactly what we need Jesus is looking at the church knowing exactly what he needs and Jesus said to him what do you need sometimes Jesus asks us a question not for his benefit but for ours. When Jesus came to Adam in the garden and Jesus came to Adam and Eve in the garden, the Bible says that Adam and Eve heard that Jesus was walking in the cool of the day. They had sinned, so they hid themselves. And Jesus stood in the garden and he says, Adam, where are you? Jesus didn't lose Adam. Jesus was asking the question for Adam to look inside himself and say, where am I? We first was close, now because I've entered into sin, we are distant and I'm hiding myself from you. When he looks at Bartimaeus and he says, what do you need? He's not asking Bartimaeus, do you need healing for your blindness? He's not asking Bartimaeus, what is it that I need to do for you because I don't know. He's asking Bartimaeus, is this a true encounter with me or do you just want some change? We have to stop praying for God to give us money church gets quiet. My prayer for money stopped when I was making $20,000 a year. My prayer for money stopped. I said, God, give me the resources to give you glory. Because it's not money that will save you. It's the resources of the kingdom that will save you. Bartimaeus looks dead at Jesus with his blind self. He didn't ask for a coin. He asked everybody else for money. He says, Jesus, I just want to see. Instantly, Bartimaeus' faith connected with the power of heaven. And Jesus says, instantly, his eyes were opened. Bartimaeus probably went his whole life not being able to see. He very well could have said, Jesus, give me some change. Jesus, put me in a house. Jesus, give me a new car. Jesus, give me some new clothes. Jesus, give me some friends. Jesus, give me this. He says, no, I'm going to ask you for the only thing that you're the only one who has power to do. He said, restore my sight. And the Bible says in that very moment, He was restored. What do you want from Jesus that only He can do it? What do you have that only He can do it? Yeah, you can have some more money and you can be broke tomorrow. I worked at Humana before I came to Lexington. I worked for Humana in there. I did uh, HIPAA security, mail security, and all of that, made sure that your HIPAA information was secure. And I worked with a lady. Her and her husband had won the lottery, excuse me. Their take home portion was $18 million. She worked with me at Humana in security. When she won the $18 million, they went out and bought her mother-in-law, his mother, a brand new Lincoln Continental. That's old school, that's a pimp car there. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging the same with a gangster Lane. There we go, who we at? <laughs> but he bought her a brand new Lincoln Continental. And I said, that was nice. Mother had never had a license in her life. Mother never drove the car. It sat in her garage. He went out and bought Johnny Bench's house in Hamilton, Ohio. I think he said he paid three million dollars for the house and he sold the house for two. He went out and bought a Dodge Viper. He gave both of his sons a million dollars. One of his sons started a construction company and was a multimillionaire. The other son wasted it on, um, what is it called? Swinging, where you wife swap and go to these parties and all of this stuff. Matter of fact, when I left Humana, he took my job. But I was talking to Freddie one day, and I said, you had $18 million. What happened? She said she got caught up in thinking that money could solve all of your problems. I was never, I tried every day of the week that I worked there to try and lead her to Jesus. I wasn't. I hope she found Jesus eventually. But what if God blessed you with the thing you think you need? instead of the thing that you absolutely need. Bartimaeus didn't need the coins from Jesus. He needed a deliverance of his blindness. The deliverance of his blindness was the very thing that reintegrated him back into society. You see, when Jesus got there, Bartimaeus was laying on the roadside blind with a beggar's garment on, worthless, deemed worthless by the government. But one encounter with Jesus restored everything that he ever lost last point and I promise you I'm going to go sit down are you getting something this morning he tossed everything away in faith point number four and I promise you I'm going to sit down deliverance creates discipleship the Bible didn't say that Barnabas got delivered and he went on and said look yo I can see I got my sight back Girl, I see you. Bartimaeus didn't do that. The Bible says that Bartimaeus, put the scripture back on the scene, please. The Bible says that Bartimaeus got healed, and it says, keep going, go down to 52. It says that as Bartimaeus got filled, next one. It says that Jesus says, on your way, your faith has saved you and healed you. In that very same instance, he recovered his sight. And what's the last thing says? And they followed Jesus down the road. They just eased on down the road. Don't you carry nothing that might be alone. Ease on down the road. Bartimaeus had been sitting on this very roadside his whole life begging. One encounter with Jesus allows him to get in line behind Jesus. We believe that Bartimaeus was part of the group that came in when Jesus was walking to his crucifixion. Once God delivers you, it ain't for you to go around and brag on what he's done. But it's for you to be a disciple and testify what you used to be. I love when people say, I remember when you, thank God you reminded me how far he's brought me from. I remember when you used to cuss all the time, not just sometimes. I remember. When that was you, thank God, because you know what? I still struggle sometimes, but look how far he's brought me from. I remember when you used to broke. Look at you. You looking good. I remember when I didn't have two socks that matched. I thank God for those who remind me of how far I've come. So when God does it in your life, don't you run off and act like you did it on your own. There are some, y'all remember the lepers, only one came back, the other ones were gone? Are you the one that's going to come back and thank him? Are you the one who's going to come back and walk with him while he fulfills his purpose? Because now your purpose is connected to his. Somebody writer used to say that Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. They hung him high, they stretched him wide. He hung his head, for me he died. That's love. But that's not how the story ends, for in three days he rose again. That's love. Are you part of the number that will follow Jesus to his crucifixion? For the Bible says, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. I'm not telling you this is going to be a, a, a life of ease. I'm not telling you you're following Jesus is a life that's just glorious. Sometimes uh, uh, the old folks used to say, I don't know why I'm here. The old folks used to say, trouble in my way. I had to cry sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have trouble. But isn't it good to go through trouble with a friend? Isn't it good to go through trouble knowing that Jesus is holding my hand? Isn't it good to go through knowing that he's done it before, he'll do it again? The enemy will always try and make you see what you're in right now. But somebody needs to look back on that roadside when you were begging like Brian Bartimaeus. Because if God did it before, he'll do it again. And the relationship with Jesus, it makes me want to holler every chance I get. It makes me want to scream every time I can. It makes me want to praise. If I didn't have these knees, I would be jumping like Brandon over in that corner. Let me tell you something. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.